This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest of the Overboard Network's Below Deck podcast. Tonight, we're talking Below Deck, Down Under, Season 2, Episode 8 and 9, titled Great Sexpectations and Angel Nude Cake. On tonight's episode, we cover a very not-for-kids episode here. Um, we bring on some cam stars. I don't even think one guest brought a bathing suit. Um, but we also welcome on some new crew members. So uh, there's a lot going on here. We bash up some stainless and maybe I know this was at the very tail end of the episode, but form a new Pentagon, perhaps. So, you know, big things are happening. Uh, Joao and Jamie are joining the boat. Joao fits the mold of a bosun coming on kind of midseason. I think he's going to create more deck crew drama than full boat drama. Uh, but Jamie comes on and I fully expect her to create full boat drama here. Um if you know anything about Below Deck, you know that typically a mid-season sub is usually pretty attractive, and I think she fits the bill. So really interested to see how this is going to play out now. Uh, Sean, I want to talk about kind of the show in greater uh, detail here, I guess. But like, at what part do we start thinking that Bravo is reaching out to potential charter guests versus these people actually reaching out to Bravo to be on the boat. I mean, I know that like, obviously there was a big thing that just happened in the last couple episodes, but bringing some cam stars on porn stars, whatever they are uh, really helps you forget about, you know, what happened with Luke and, and, uh, and Laura in the previous episode. So I just, I can't tell. I mean, I feel like, Bravo got these people's resume and was just like, it was a hundred percent acceptance, right? Yeah. John, it used to be a lot more snooty rich people on this show, like in the early seasons who were just kind of jerks to the crew and didn't have much personality, but those were typically, I'm sure like historically the people that would uh, rent like charters. Now it's right. These people have money. Look, if, I can do a little bit of math. I'm sure Laura, the uh, primary, like I, I'm guessing she has OnlyFans, right? I could see her having a million followers. Yep. And if all all those guys and maybe a few girls are paying thirty bucks a month, I mean, maybe not a million, but like I mean, a hundred thousand, maybe. I mean, even ten thousand at ten bucks a pop gets you places. Yeah, and look, I, <laughs> I haven't sub subscribed to any. I'm not going to, but you can sustain it. You can think of new things to do to keep getting guys to keep paying that much money a month. Yeah, you can afford to do a, a yacht charter, but you're right. It's the, the, the theme of their charter was just like porn. It was right. sex. And now... Do what you love, because I truly believe Laura like would do like cams for free. 
she like that's her that's her personality mm-hmm. we saw all all tonight uh but john you're absolutely right uh they wouldn't have been on bullet x season one or two no all right do you think uh do you think she was doing some roi in her head thinking if i can get five thousand subs for being on the show maybe i can you know break even on this oh yeah i mean she's always thinking that they left dinner early to do streams that was wild. You're on vacation here. Hey, gotta gotta make money, right? Yeah, um, even, yeah but even like the finance guys that go on below deck, they're not like leaving dinner early to like call clients. That, that Tim Laura. Sykes guy did though. That Kim, oh that, yeah, that Tim Sykes guy. He was just <laughs> like, oh, I could trade and break even on this thing, and then he was just a nightmare the whole time. I would love because there's so many of those guys now. There's so many like uh, weird alpha male influence or financial guys on like TikTok. They should get one of those guys on Bullet Deck. Let's right if we're going for it's like entertainment here. Yeah, you know they'd say yes too. They'd be very obnoxious the entire time, but that's good TV. These guys were very nice though. Uh, oh, oh, they were absolutely. They were, they were sweethearts. They ne- oh, absolutely. I don't think either of us were judging at all what they do. <laughs> I think we were just like kind of bringing it up that it's like Bravo. I don't know if Bravo reached out to them. If I'm being honest, I think, I think yes. Bravo probably thought it'd be great TV. Maybe <laughs> they did just say, we just want to get away for two days. And I don't blame them for that, but you know, there's like families that go on this show and Bravo's definitely not reaching out to them. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're early seasons. There's like a dad, his wife and like, his two daughters. Yeah, they'd be like that toddlers on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say one thing. It the whole classism part of Bulladeck sort of disappears when it's not like old money people or like these guests were kind of too nice in a way. And like it was I love these two episodes, but like the whole above deck, below deck kind of has always been like sort of a theme or an angle of the show it's yep. not really there tonight and i don't know i we could get some like old rich people on again too that's always nice that would kind of bring it back to like what i remember like the or, original seasons maybe not season ones but like season twos of certain uh genres for below deck where it was like Oh crap! This served medium rare versus medium. This is catastrophe. You know, I, I'm gonna yell. Yeah, like yeah. Yep. So uh, the pressure was off. I felt a little bit in this episode. Um, you know, Sean. Obviously, uh, Joao comes comes on. He's got a big history. So I obviously he knows Aisha from. Uh, is it season four of Below Deck? Med? Four. Yes. Yeah. So it's from season four of Below Deck Med, but. He also knows Zarina because they were their friends were friends with benefits with one another. So um it listen, I don't think Joao has a good relationship with either of these women, but at least throughout the episode, him and Zarina at least look to patch things up. Zarina was so confusing tonight. She did a great job cooking, but she keeps telling us she hates Joao. She can't stand it. She's texting her friend like, ah, just trying to get through the day dealing with this guy. 
And every time he like talks to her, she's all over him. And obviously, end of the episode, I have to spoil that, but Aisha just calls her out like, hey, this is weird. You're not, this isn't you like trying to get along with him. This is you like, you desperately want to hook up with him. Even though she's supposed which, to be. Well, which like, okay, let, let's back up one episode here. Okay. And Aisha does something similar with Margot and interjects in the fact that like Luke, Luke had like a weird, weird eye. She said like a weird mm-hmm. look in his eye and Aisha interjected. And I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. Margo's a young woman. Um, Luke, the whole, like, I'm not trying to rehash what happened last episode. All I'm saying is Aisha interjected and it was a fantastic move that she did. Yeah. I think this one, Zarina's not a, Zarina's not a young, impressionable girl. Um, I don't know how old she's. She's probably near my age. She's in her, I guess, thirties, yeah. early thirties. Like, she's not like a young girl that can be easily manipulated, from what I can tell. And so, like, I actually thought Aisha going so hard on her at dinner was a little bit out of place. Well, okay. I mean, I think. It's- Mostly because of Asian JWoww's history. I just call them JWoww. Uh, it's easier. But Zarina dated his friend, and JWoww dated her best friend. So she's breaking like a girl code or a bro code somewhere in there. It's a weird move to hook up with him, especially when like you and Culver kind of have a thing. And especially when you claim to hate him. Yeah, look, Isha's very good at reading people. We saw that last week. And yeah. I don't I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if Zarina and Gia become a thing. Yeah, but uh, like, Sean, I push back on one thing. I don't think Zarina and Culver are really a thing. I think they, they flirted a couple times and there's some kisses on the cheeks, but like there's no there's no concrete evidence here. And in and listen, if I know anything about Below Deck, it's a it's a snooze you lose type of environment. You know, you got to go out and make a quick killing, and uh, that's what I, I'm. I'm not like jumping ahead too much, but Jamie's one to make a quick killing. I guess we should talk about it now then. Uh, so yeah, Jamie joins the boat from Australia. She is strikingly good looking. One of, I mean. A lot of beautiful people on the show before. She's 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 in the top tier, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I think Asia asked her and with Zarina there. Uh, asked asked Jamie, sorry, hey, like any of the guys you fancy on the boat? Jamie just goes out and says Culver, which by the way, why? Yeah, she's way too hot for him. Zarina hears this like oh hey yeah we kind of have a thing it's a little awkward moment uh Jamie's kind of like all right I'll sort of back away then when they're out at the bar Jamie finds Culver and business like hey I want to make out with you but chef will get mad at me and look if you're that good looking and you tell a guy I want to make out with you, it's probably gonna happen. 
especially because him and Zarina aren't a thing. Uh, aren't a thing. I think, yeah, yeah. And, and listen, she had a day and a half's were a day's worth of knowledge of what's going on between this. She maybe she viewed Zarina and Culver at dinner, and then she viewed Zarina and Culver at the club to begin with, and was like, "All right, I don't know what's going on here. Maybe Zarina likes her." Maybe they're awkward together. Doesn't seem like anything's going on. And I want to go kiss Culver. So that's what I'm going to go do. Okay. That's, yes. That, that's, hot, that's, that's hot girl shit, man. 100%. And yeah, if I'm uh, if I'm Jamie and I see Zarina kind of all over her jowl and Aisha scolding her for being all over her jowl, I'm thinking, okay, they don't. her and Culver don't have a real thing. Yeah. So if she wants to do it, go do it. I don't know why she's in the Culver, but it works out for him because, yeah, make out. And I that's got to be the end of Culver and Serena, which we kind of called, by the way. We we said from the beginning we're not interested in those two having a relationship. Yeah, um, not really interested in that. I, well, I'm not really interested in that relationship because I didn't think it was going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sean, speaking of relationships that aren't going anywhere, um, Margot and Harry have quite a awkward accouchement operas. <laughs> I like, I'm not sure that that's the word. Yes. Charcuterie. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> they have an uh, awkward charcuterie date. Yes. Yeah. It goes nowhere. It's awkward. Um, listen, I tweeted this out and I I think this is I think this is fact. Harry's game is he's a hundred percent nice that's his game and it works until it doesn't so if your Margot seems seems like she historically likes bad boys she's gonna change and swing too far on the other side of the pendulum and go after the guy who's really nice listen nice gets you into the door but you have to have some form of edge you have to have something other than like the guy who's always smiling and laughing is if you're super charismatic goes pretty far. I just don't think Margot and Harry are going to last more than <laughs> one more episode. Oh yeah. No. Uh, man, I felt bad. I guess she just said midway through the date, the conversation doesn't really like flow at all. So there's no chemistry there really at all. I think it was just like a awkward date. Like, I would change up the location if I'm Harry, not just go to the boat we work on. Yeah, for the date, she uh, could have been like, "Harry missed the spot over here." <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And I don't know. It's you're it's you're just still on the boat still, so it's not really a date. I I kind of get it though. Harry's all horned up. Right. He's just mm. seen naked women for the last 48 hours. He's like, what's the closest date spot I can do? He's like the boat. Perfect. Done. 
she, she's less likely to say no if it's on the boat. That is true. It's uh, uh, always always sunny because of the implication. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> well, no, um, it's like it's it's the closest date. Hey, chef, can you whip something up? Perfect, done. I'm gonna put on a shirt. I'm ready for this date. Yeah, he was. It was like he was afraid he was gonna get let down, so he made it the easiest thing possible for, uh, for Margot. Margot's hard on Harry too. Like she can't deal with awkward silences either, and like she's really bad about it. And she like sort of points it out. I don't know. Yeah, it was a it was a tough date to watch. He should always talk less on dates. He he asked very boring questions. He asked way too many questions about the lake she lives near. She she does not seem to be a fan of the lake. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think um, it's so funny because I feel like if you think about it, I think Margot's attracted to the guy who's the center of attention in large groups. Um, I mean, we saw yeah. from like whatever whatever happened. You know, obviously, like not trying to bring up Luke a million times, but like she was attracted to him at some point and he was just the guy, you know, he was in charge of the room for a minute. So um, ended up not being a good play, but I just, I think this one's run its course and I just don't want to see it be dragged out and be a storyline. I just don't care about. I wonder if her and Joao become a thing. He seems like he has the right amount of edge. Right amount of edge. Yeah. It's the kind of like, I'm the number one guy in the room energy thing where even though the other guys don't like him, I don't know. He's still, he's more of a presence than Harry. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Sean, you want to get into that a little bit? I feel like um, <laughs> the deck team seems to think that Joao doesn't work. And yet the camera shows him continuously working. So I don't know who to believe at this point. Obviously, we have more past experience with him, but I, something's not adding up. My two favorite moments from tonight were when Aisha and Zurin on separate occasions were like, hey, just so you know, the previous boss and Luke, he <laughs> he was really nice to them. He just wanted to be their friend, and he uh, like basically did all the work for them. And all the guys said the same thing too. Like Adam's like Adam and Harry say, yeah, Luke would work with us. Which it's just funny that we're like, everyone misses Luke now. Hey guys, like he's, he's not a good person. And I, you can't blame Joao for not taking like Luke's notes on how to handle the deck team. I could see one in like a clean slate and like, okay, I'm just going to do it my way. That guy yep. left in dis- in disgrace. Uh, yeah, no, I believe the camera. Joao is doing work the entire time. He's a really good bosun. He knows what he's doing. These guys aren't that good of deckhands. And I love that he calls out Culver, too. It's like, that guy looks like he's doing work, and he's actually getting very little done. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he read Adam to a T, though. He's like, Adam's, he's like, Adam's more qualified than I am, but he's so green. It's unbelievable. How is he more qualified? He's more qualified on on boat nautically. He's more qualified because he has all that like cargo experience. And oh he's like, yeah! Remember when he was like, "All right, well, if three boats get to an intersection, 
and one's at a 45 degree angle, which one has the right away? <laughs> he okay, yeah, he's, he's more qualified in maritime law. Yeah, exactly. As far as like doing yacht charters, Joao's m- more qualified, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, should we talk about uh, Culver lifting up the the tender? Uh, yeah, it was awful. I don't. I like. I, it was, this guy was like. I don't know if it was his first time doing it, but man, it, I hate messing up things. But imagine messing up right in front of the captain—just absolute disaster. And so basically. So, one of the charter guests wants to go on the kayak. Captain kind of volunteers Joao take her, take her out on the kayak. Yeah. Right? Because the rest of the deck team, it seemed like Joao was trying to get out of doing work and insisted he go on the kayak. When Captain volunteered him, Captain Vendel's uh, Culver, hey, we have to get the tender out. Culver is managing the controls with Captain Jason watching. He goes way too fast, causes the, the tender to swing back and forth. Not only, he, not only does he mess up, and he hits the uh, those the railings, right? Yeah, the stainless, yeah. Stainless steel railings, or the tender against the stainless steel railings. I thought he messed up the tender. I guess not really bad enough to ruin it. No. The railings need to be replaced. He also causes Captain Jason to fall down, too. So that more egg in his face there. Yeah. And he blames it on the wind. And Captain Jason's like, nope. Uh, you're looking at the thing up way too fast. Yeah. Actually, Sean, it was really interesting. I saw a um I like went back um and like tried to like catch some like photos of the damage or whatever. If you actually look so like under where they were lifting the boat from, all the like fiberglass was 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 like severely damaged yeah. under that but i think it was from a different event it wasn't from that one but there was definitely a day where they were lifting it up and the boat just smacked into like basically the bottom of the second floor um yeah. it looked awful but i mean he got away pretty lucky like anytime you just mess up some stainless that's going to be a lot less than cracked fiberglass so um i i, I don't know I, don't, I like it's an expensive learning experience but i guess it could have been more expensive so uh, he got the disco ball helmet at the end of the day. That was easy. I I love how Adam, who like can't do anything, was like, oh, yeah, Culver's definitely getting it this time. And he also got, he can't use the controls anymore. Yep. Jason told that to Joe in front of Harry, too. So uh, Harry knows that Culver is not allowed to touch those controls anymore. It... Uh... It's so funny. Like I, I think there. So, so first of all, there's no way any of these guys are getting <coughs> promoted. There's no lead deckhand here, right? These guys no. are all equally well. They all have their huge faults, right? Culver is just kind of like already messed up. Doesn't seem like a hard worker. Although, <coughs> yeah, he'll he'll put on whatever outfit you want. Um. Harry again just doesn't seem like he has that like leadership enough knowledge to maybe have leadership. And then Adam seems like he has leadership qualities, but not enough knowledge. So like there is if they name a lead deckhand, that'll be the end of this season. Oh yeah. Uh 
Speaking of, so John, question. Joao and Culver, I know Culver kind of thinks he's the pseudo lead deckhand. Like he was in Bosun last week. Yep. So we saw that was a very nice, promising tenure, according to him. Uh, so he was very confused that when Joao got on the boat, he kind of came in guns blazing, didn't ask Culver how Culver wanted things to be done. Which, again, Culver, you're not even a lead deckhand. But uh, Culver and Joao also have very different philosophies on guest interaction. Now, this I'm kind of split on. So, Joao's kind of from the old school, uh, like, high society, white glove service of yachting. With, like, you know, the old money rich people where you don't interact with them. And Culver, you know, chief chief entertainment officer is like, no, I want to have fun with the guests too. All right. So, Sean, let's get into this. Uh, First 10 minutes of Joao being on board. Hey, I think these guys are being unprofessional with the guests on the beach. (laughs) 10 minutes later, he's putting a gag ball in his mouth for brunch. So, like, let's pick a lane here. Especially with these guests. These they clearly want in guest interaction. Yeah, I think after a while, I think he kind of realized that they like they want this. So um I don't I don't have any issue with them, you know, playing chicken in the water. Yeah, like I think you have to read the guests. Right. Yeah. And they seem like kind of assholes that just want to be served all day, they're gonna be really demanding. Kind of give them the like serve them obviously, but give them their space too. But with the, with these people, with Laura and her friends, they're they're just here to have a, like have fun with the grill. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'll give Culver credit on that. He was right about that. But I don't know. Said they get a nothing get a deckhand. I think yeah. when they first when the charter first started, Joel kind of noted they don't really know how to do. Uh, like a docking on their own, like getting the dock of the boat on their own. I yeah, think... I think you should just assume he's starting from scratch with these guys. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think they really even had the knowledge. I think Luke was out doing a lot of work for them. Yeah, and so he was probably just masking their inefficiencies. So, uh, Sean, anything else or do you want to get into awards here? I think I'm ready for a war. Yeah, I think we kind of covered everyone, right? Yeah, there's. I don't think there's anything left. Um Listen, I thought Jamie won the episode, so immediately came in, um, kind of wowed everybody. Um, seems like she's going to be a good worker, and um, yeah, it's just like kind of went in regardless of feelings for Zarina. Just <laughs> went in and just made out with Car- Culver. So uh, big, big first impressions. One thing I liked about her as a like a TV character, she doesn't give away too much about herself that early i i was kind of waiting on hand and foot to find out where she was from i assumed australia but like i don't know all these different accents that well yet yeah and she's from australia but like yeah she kind of comes up to culver not out of nowhere because she had the conversation with isha and zarina on the boat that like sort of having a crush on him but like I, i think she's gonna be kind of a mystery all season in like a very good way like where we're not going to be sure what she does next. And I, I like that. She's not an open book or anything. 
Yeah. Uh, Jen, I picked Isha. I I think she's a really good Chiefs too. Uh, her department is just pretty seamless. Loved her conversation with Chef at dinner. Maybe it was at a line or no, not at a line or like, okay, like let her make. She wants to come with Jal, let her do it. But uh, I don't know. I thought it was a good combo. I she's not really the main character of the show yet, but I, you know, she's the chief stew. She kind of should be, and like she's not like gonna create her own crew drama. But I don't know. She's kind of she's kind of a good narrator in a way. She's like a little bit like Kate from Politic Legacy. So. <laughs> I know we picked her last week too, but I just want to. I went with Asia again. As a wild pick, I would have never thought Asia. If I'm being <laughs> honest, um, well, she didn't do that much, but I just like having her around. I kind of realized that more, like last week, but also just tonight too. Like, not gonna lie, I kind of have like a voice issue with her, so she's not my favorite. Still, dude, I just okay. can't get over it. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> is it like Queen speak or I? I listen. I think she's a great person. Just. I can take two hours of her a week, and that's about it. Um, Hello, I can't. Yeah, do it, like but... I can't. But that's not that wrong. But also, I hated it. Um, so, <laughs> all right. Um, Who is your loser? Because um... let's be honest, it can't be Culver. Because right, it was Culver until the last minute of the of tonight. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, Anyone who thinks that with Jamie is in the loser of the episode. Yeah, I was actually between Adam and and Harry. So, like, Adam just... (laughs) Listen, I don't know what his deal is. um, But uh, I don't know. It's even hard for me to pick Harry. Like, listen, I don't know what these guys are into, but I saw a lot of boob in this episode. So, I just... It's hard for me to pick them, but I guess I picked (laughs) Harry. Right? Like, they did real good. If you're like, Harry, how was this charter? He would have been like, it was awesome. We saw tons of boobs. Uh, but no, I picked Harry. He got the the rip end of that chicken fight as a straight as a straight guy. Let's be honest. Yep. Yep. That that guy was not wearing a full bathing suit. Nope. At all. And yeah, him and Margo, that's not gonna happen. I actually no. I went with Chef. Uh I, don't, I thought the jazz stuff was kind of lame. If you yeah, you can't claim to hate a guy like oh he he fucked over my best friend. He's a jerk and all that, and then immediately as soon as he shows you attention, like be all over him the entire time. Now yeah. and also she lost on Culver, which who cares? But it it happened. Yeah, she got no, rejected that's by Culver. That's fair. That's I an can ego, see how you got an, there. That's an ego blow. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't, yeah, so. like. Probably better off without him, but I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if that was her choice to make. So It wasn't, yeah. All right, Sean. Yeah, so I don't remember the last time we basically had two, two new individuals come on in the same episode, but um, both good ads. So definitely, uh, definitely. we'll see what happens the rest of the season here. Uh, we got two more episodes. I mean, I don't know how long they're going to make this season, but we're already through episode nine. So assuming it's 15, we basically will be done by like Labor Day. Oh, I got to do 
next week I'll do midseason crew rankings. That's yeah. probably more than midseason and at that point. But yeah, I, I forgot. And also, it's not fair to rank Jamie yet. We got like an hour and 15 minutes with her, you know? Yeah, but she's already done a lot. So we'll yeah. say. Uh, but no, no, that makes sense. So we'll do mid-season crew rankings next week. So, Beautiful. all right, Sean. Great. This is a good couple episodes. I'm glad the additions made a lot of sense. Uh, if you're still listening, please subscribe, rate, and review. We read them all. So we'd love to hear it. Everyone, yeah, thank you for listening. I, we probably have a lot of little, new listeners tonight. Uh, so last week was a very uh, popular episode, but yeah, thank you for listening. We do this every week. And uh, guys, bon voyage.